0: You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt. I am here with Jake and Joe, and we are bringing it back for the first time in, obviously, 2016, and it's been about, what, four, eh, probably darn near four months since our last podcast. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's been oh, a wow. while. I think September, something like that. And, and early September, September right? 20th. Labor Day yeah. time? Somewhere yeah, around there. The Sorry, yeah, we're right about at the four-month mark. So, uh, a lot has happened since then. Joe has once again attended more concerts than the band has played. <laughs> Anybody surprised? Right. Um, so it's football Sunday. The games just ended. That's why we're not recording earlier. Um, we'll probably release the episode Monday morning, but we've all been drinking because it's Sunday. So, Jake, what what have you? What, what are you tipping back right now? What have
0: you tipped back? It's, I know it's late <coughs> over there, especially yeah, it, for you. Yeah. You know, um, we're kind of, um, lucky in, in the greater central Florida area. Um, I'm sure you guys have the same thing around you. Uh, most people listening hopefully do. And there's a lot of local breweries that are popping up and making their own beer, um, and really good fresh beer. And I'm actually enjoying a can of beer from red cypress. It's called spook hill, which is a famous quote unquote haunted site in, um, kind of centralish Florida. It's a pale ale and it is delicious. And what these people do is it's it's actually from a keg, but they will put it in a can right in front of you and they have a little machine that like presses the top down right on it and kind of seals it and it stays quote unquote fresh for it, a couple days. Is that
1: what they call a crowler?
0: Uh, a crowler would be a little bit bigger than that, I think. Um okay. same I'm kind good, of concept though, right? Same kind of concept. This is this is actually a thirty two ounce can.
1: I would say it's a half crowler
0: uh, Well, I mean, a, a growler is what, 64? 64, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I guess that would be it. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't really think of it like that. But well, yeah. I
1: know you're, it's nice to know you're on the Red Cypress right now. We know in about 15 minutes you'll be on to warm milk and a blanket on your lap. But uh, enjoy that beer while you can.
0: <laughs> I, I shall. And what about you, uh, big spender? What are you drinking there?
2: He's definitely talking to you, Matt. No, he's talking to you, Joe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Matt. Um, So right now I don't have anything in front of me, um, but I got up early this morning, cooked some chicken wings, used the wing sauce that my cousin sent me from Little Falls, New York from the Happen Inn, um, brought them over to my buddy's house, and I drank Coors Light all day. And I'm not saying that from a point of embarrassment or, or shame. Uh, when it's time to drink 10, it's time to drink Coors Light. So, uh, listen, <laughs> listen, you know I like craft beer, but uh, I can slum it now and then. So, yes, Coors now, Light. why did
2: you choose Coors Light over Miller Light? I mean, even when it's Miller time, it's time for a Coors,
1: you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that like a Seattle thing? Like, are, are, is everybody drinking Coors in Seattle, or, are, or or is everybody else drinking something else?
1: No, it's far... It's far too unhipster for Seattle. If, if I was going to go that way, I'd say like, oh, I was drinking PBR, PBR. PBR yeah. out of a copper mug with a mustache. Rah, rah, rah. So no, this is straight up Coors Light out of a 12-ounce can. Enjoy.
2: <laughs> Sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm drinking um, PBR out of a copper, copper <laughs> can. Of course you are. No, I actually have a, a flying dog, but... Um, I got it from downstairs, and I, I forget what it is. So just imagine you're the best flying dog, and that's the one I'm drinking.
1: What do you mean by downstairs? Is it like like in your room, or is there like a,
2: a convenience store downstairs? <laughs> Matt, you know this. I live in a hotel. Oh, okay. So from downstairs from the bar. Gotcha. Brought back with? Brought back with? Yes, I took yes, I just I ordered it down there and brought it to the room. Wow, what a world traveler.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of which, that's a great segue, right? So, uh, the the European tour, Joe went ahead and got his passport stamped. Joe, tell us about this. This is awesome. Tell, tell us what went on.
2: Oh god! Yeah, I guess I guess I got the European um, stamp for uh, DMB shows. I guess you know, what it kind of came down to. This is actually my first European DMB shows. I haven't been able to make it in the past. And it's, it's been on the to-do list for way too long. And I try to add new places each year um, a lo- uh, that I haven't potentially been, some new venue that the band has gone to over the course of the year. And this past this summer, there really wasn't anything good there. I mean, they had a new venue for Colorado for Denver, um, but I decided, you know what? Well overdue. Need to do need to do the Europe, uh, do some of the year updates. Also, as some of you may know. I know Matt knows. Happened to be a big uh, uh, English football fan and uh, wanted to try to team that up and catch a little bit of football when I was over there too, so um, I did both. So yeah, I joined along for part of the tour. It wasn't the whole thing, as I'm sure you guys are going to pretend I did, but I didn't. Um, Just the the last, I guess, eight shows um, from Germany, um, Netherlands, Belgium, France... The two in uh, England, Scotland, and Dublin. Wow. It's yeah.
0: a long drive. It's a really long drive.
2: I, I ran it, actually. I didn't, uh, run. I didn't drive. The, yeah, it's hard. It's The cars are on the wrong side of the road in some places. Yeah, it's just easier to run. So you started in, in Dusseldorf
0: on uh, November 1st.
2: Yep. Okay. And uh, my first European shock uh, of the concert experience started there, because co- watching concerts in Europe is much different uh, than the side, and I've, I, we, I know, just covering from DMB, I knew it was different to some degree, but experiencing it was it, significantly a shock because p- literally people are dead silent during this during the show during a song, and they will hold back all clapping or cheering until the final note is played, and all members like put their instruments down. Like, the band will just slowly, slowly get softer and softer and softer. And at American, American show, the, the crowd's already like, yay, next song, Woohoo! They just start yelling and cheering and start screaming out two-step or whatever thing else. Yeah. It, you, they, the band, like, literally teases the the fact that they just keep going softer and softer and softer. And if you listen to you know, any of the tapes, you can kind of get that sense. But they wait till the very last note is played. And, and if you hear anybody cheering before the last note is played, you instantly know they're an American, and uh, so so it was pretty obvious. If you there were little patches from time to time of Americans that would be cheering, but um, Düsseldorf was definitely small on the uh, on the uh, the number of Americans at it. Probably, probably that or um, Brussels was probably the show that I went to at least that had the least number of Americans. They were definitely ramped up quite a bit once you got to um, the English speaking. You know, countries. So England, Scotland, um, those were definitely the the highest. And then um, Dublin was up there too, Ireland.
0: What was the um, in in the non English um, as their native language
2: countries?
0: What do you think had the the country that seemed to be the most knowledgeable? Um, I guess that's Germany or, yeah, that's or Belgium question. or France.
2: I don't know. How do you ju- how do you judge that?
0: I don't know. I, I really. I mean, just something maybe you noticed from the crowd: um, acknowledgement of songs. Right.
1: I would say. I would say. I would agree with you, Jake. Is, and to your point, kind of counterpoint, you said they're silent during the songs. Are they completely silent? Is there any kind of indication that they recognize a the song or any completely kind of anything silent. like that? Nothing at all.
2: There's no cheer when a song starts. Really, there's no singing along to even like the popular singles out loud. It, it, you know it was very very quiet. I'm not sure if that's just concert nature or maybe that's just, you know, concert etiquette or if that just happens to be how it is for maybe a, um you're not it's not a band playing that's not your first language. Maybe that's just natural. Then maybe if you see if you were to see a, a homegrown band that's, you know, um, the first language, maybe then everybody sings and cheers. I didn't I didn't go to one of those, so my my um my experience is limited to just this but no i mean it's very i would say it's very hard maybe dancing definitely still dancing da- dancing was definitely still going on so if i think you know where was the most dancing? i would say hmm um the most dancing i saw would have been either france or brussels for mm-hmm. the not for the non english uh speaking places
0: right it's 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 that's interesting you know it seems to be I, I know that there's um, a, a fan site from Germany um, that uh, and, and they have a, a pretty good following. So I, I know that there's a presence there in Germany where at least you know the band is known. So I'm, I'm always curious about how like the German fans react to DMB. It seems like they would be pretty
2: good there. Yeah I mean um, I, I actually kind of liked that show the least. Um, of of the ones that I was at, um, the Dusseldorf show in Germany, um, and
0: um, I don't know the was band. That, just I don't. Was yeah. that set list based, or was just sort of like everything
2: overall? Everything overall. Um, the band didn't seem a hundred percent there, um, not fully into it, um, or just there are some 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 weak spots, and I just kind of attributed it. You know, joining the tour, and maybe there was, it was you know it's already had done a number of dates, and maybe uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, little bit uh, worn out um but then later shows it was not the case so is the ba- the set and the, the the band a little bit tired and um you know the fans uh, maybe not maybe not dancing or you know quite quite as into it as much so uh yeah so as you
0: move to the english-speaking countries essentially united kingdom and ireland um was the reaction about what you expected it would be from from there from a, a knowledge point
2: I would say, I mean, London, by far the biggest show on the tour, um, you know, the O2 Arena, massive, you know, tons of people, places, pretty, pretty packed. I don't know what the attendance ended up being, but um, that was like seeing an, you know, an arena show um you know here in the states it was it was it was quite similar and but the infant, the band fed off the energy kind of did played with the crowd when the crowd would sing something you know kind of you know the everyday stuff that kind of thing they were they were into it um uh, the craziest one though of them all was 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 scotland i mean it was a stage and a venue Super, super tight and small. It was very, very narrow stage. The members were all on top of each other, and the best way to describe it, somebody described it at, at the show, was thinking about the band set up for doing a late night appearance, like if they're on, you know, Letterman, Leno, or whatever the the new ones are, and really? they're crammed on top of each other. Where it's like <laughs> Boyd is standing in front of, right in front of Tim and the horns, or actually at one point, you know, um, Sean was like you know, behind Carter practically. It was just super, super compact and it made for a cool, pretty cool atmosphere to see a show. And the, the place is just really, really small too. not, not couldn't hold, you know, I think the attendance was, you know, 2,500 or something like that. Really, really, <clears throat> really small. Wow. So Joe, I, I've heard some,
1: some conversation about the thoughts in the set list in terms of set variety. I, I have one question of note but overall would you say it was a all-star lineup you know hits kind of thing or did they go deeper for the most part
2: it was it was it was the hits you know they played the hits and um they um really started playing a lot of death on the high seas i think nearly i I was gonna ask
0: you joe which was your favorite the first one the second one (laughs) the third one the fourth one, the fifth one. Or was it the sixth one or the seventh one? Or or how about the eighth one that you saw?
2: <sighs>
3: um,
2: I'm actually digging it. I saw it eight times or whatever. I think yeah. maybe it was seven. I'm not sure. No, either. you what? saw
0: it eight. I just counted. You saw it eight okay, times. Okay, thank
2: you. Saw it eight times. I I, I still I liked it. Like I, I wanted to see that one and um and they played it nearly the same spot most of the time, you know. Um but and so you knew it was coming. And you know, for the most part, the sets were fairly predictable and not a lot of variety. I will, I will say, um, we did get um, we did get a lot of a lot of love in a couple of different cases. Where they brought up some brought out some rare runs, and that, that's that's merely sugar well. well. Yeah, oh, you well. took
1: my you took my comment. That was what I was going to Sorry. ask about.
2: Uh, <laughs> that, I mean that's pure. The only reason that happened was because of diehard fans. Um, but you know, I thought you a, said they didn't say anything. Okay, so there were, they, Aha. they, there was, there was a, there's a group of very diehard European fr- fans. Um, they're, they frequent on the boards. Um, a lot of, a lot of people know them. Um, they got in line for many of these shows, a good majority of these shows, hours and hours and hours, um, before the concert and were pretty much rail, dead center, n- n- all the nights. And, um, when you bring a sugar will sign for you know four or five nights in a row, and you're dead front and center in front of Dave, you know um, he ends up um, he ends up uh, wanting to play it. And I think you know um, he made a comment in Amsterdam where it was it was kind of like um, he was teasing it, and he was like, you know, that's a that's a tough one, got to work on it. And then you know a couple nights later, um, ended up ended up bringing it out, and that's it's purely because um, because of the fans.
1: Quick question, Jake. How open? How how late does Chuck E. Cheese stay open on a Sunday night?
0: Uh, there you are. Got another half hour, so we're okay. Okay, we're doing good.
1: Just, just wondering. Just wondering. Yes.
0: There was. Um. By the way, I just want to state for the record that I actually am a "Death in the High Seas" fan as well. I, I actually think that song has got a lot of potential. So, um, I would have I would have been okay. with seeing it a bunch of times.
2: Um. It the band, the band loves playing it, and Dave mentioned a number of times um, that you know the band is really digging this one. They they're just really into it, and um, yeah, I mean, I liked it. It's got a cool sound and sounded sounded really good. The running joke though of Dave over the European tour, if you haven't listened to any of the tapes, is um, after the first song, Dave would say, "We're gonna play that one again." You know, it, you know, it's 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 a little bit different but it's a lot the same. I mean, pretty much the joke was he was going to play every song over and over again, but he'd obviously play different songs, but, um, got quite old when he used the same joke at, uh, at every show, uh, over and over again.
0: Yeah.
2: It happens.
1: Yeah. So you had a what? good time.
2: Oh, it was a blast. I would highly recommend it. Um, I would very much highly recommend it. Saw a lot of great sites at the same time. Wasn't just all about D&B, like I said. Uh, watched a little bit of football and, um, it's a great way to get a lot of shows in a short period of time too. Um, so it's 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 actually difficult I would say. Eh, maybe not that difficult to pick up, you know, eight shows in a, in just a, you know, a two week span or less. Um, stateside you have to hope to get um, pretty packed two weeks stateside. So a lot of travel. You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a lot farther travel too. So this, you know, you're up getting trains, you can get a train or run like I did between the places, you know, and you can see see a bunch of shows in a short period of time.
0: So, um, go ahead Jake I was just gonna ask just a quick question did you catch the dodo ch- tees in London? yes okay it was pretty clear because that's the, that's for some reason I haven't heard that show yet Yep. um yep. no it
2: was awesome
0: that's that's like the one I haven't heard and my follow-up to that was just gonna be uh which of the eight that you saw do you think was your favorite
2: mmm you know, uh, there, there was a there there were a, ha- a handful of us that you know kind of jumped between shows and kind of talked about it. And uh, you know, we all had different ones. Um, you know, I really liked the Brussels show, and I'm and I don't have a good re- I can't give you a good reason. I think it it, it was it was very very small. Um, you know, the, the 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 venue was like a a, a, a half of a circle. And probably only you know it had a floor uh, that probably only went maybe uh, you know thirty people deep, maybe less and um, and then it had um, some some seating in this in the half circle that probably only went up. I'm not sure I didn't spend a lot of time up there, but you know maybe uh you know another thirty rows or forty rows, very very small um, and you know the way I try to describe this this venue is I try to take a picture. Um, you know, uh, portrait, or not portrait, landscape mode picture of the band, the full band, the whole stage, and I couldn't fit the whole band in, my, in, in the in the view of the picture, and I couldn't walk back any farther, um, you know, just kind of put it in perspective. Now, that's from the floor. There was nowhere farther to go, um, but it was that small, and then everybody on the floor was really dancing or having a good time, and the, the songs just seemed to keep going, so um and, and, and we were right there in front of the speakers too. I mean, that place was so small; the speakers were right in your face. Uh, I was talking to the sound guys about that, and yeah, it's, it was uh, it was it was it was quite the experience. So I, I put that one. But like I mentioned at the start, you know, a bunch of us had different opinions on on what the best was. That just happened to be my favorite.
0: I I um I actually like the Paris show a lot, which is really strange because it's not exactly some songs that I would want to hear but i thought that the band sounded really good specifically in that show and that kind of went the whole tour i mean they sounded good that Just like and they sounded good in 2015
2: in america that would have that would have actually been my way of describing you know the shows that i saw they were songs that i probably i don't know I have to count how many times i've heard them and i would have i loved to hear a lot of other songs but i found myself really having a good time with the songs they were playing there it just was they were playing them well and uh, just having a good time and they were they were they were introducing little different kinds of interpretations and little solo changes and things like that so it was a little bit but even then there wasn't a lot of diversity just in you know over the shows that i saw but still had a i mean didn't get old you know and sometimes at the end of a of a, a us tour by the end It's feeling a little bit old, you know. I'll be, we'll be, all be at the gorge. You got three nights in a row, and you know it's starting, starting to wear on you. Um, It didn't happen, you know. It was, it was. I heard a lot, many times the same song, and it was still, still really good. So that's I I would describe it that way too. All these shows were one set, though, right? Uh, Yes, except I think. um, Correct me if I'm wrong, Jake. Portugal was two sets.
0: Portugal was two sets. And it was actually advertised as two sets. And the, I think every European fan that I talked to said that they were expecting two sets. They were told two sets. The venues said two sets. So apparently they just said, "eh, let's just go back and do one."
2: I, l- I liked the I like the one set. Um, you know, um, I don't have any any problem with it. And I, I didn't hear anybody make any comments. I tried to meet some, I tried to meet um, somebody local at each show and just kind of get their their take on, you know, how did they how did they find out about DMB? How did they get into it? How did you know all that kind of stuff? And got met a lot of cool people and got a lot of cool stories out of that. Maybe time for another podcast, but um, you know, I would say nobody seemed to have any reservations about, you know, what the band was playing or how they were playing it or when they were starting and or, or you know, no opener or any of that kind of stuff. Everyone seemed pretty pretty chill with it.
0: Interesting, and uh, that's you know it's to follow up on what Matt was saying. So, so, you saw eight shows in Europe, you saw forty-seven in America. Um, so, <laughs> what's the, what do you think? I mean, two sets versus one set. Uh, what what
2: what caught your fancy better? Oh man, this is the this is the long debate. I, I'd be curious, your guys' take too on this. I mean, and and, and do we want to say? What do we want for for this coming year well we uh, yeah to- I
1: think it ties into that,
2: yeah, I mean it's rough, I mean, I like you know I think two years ago, I thought the two sets was gimmicky, and I didn't think it would come back i uh, I like the two sets format, I like the break but i I need a tweak to it i I need right now the only downside that I have with the two sets is uh I was talking with um with uh, Brad on the forums about this, that you know, it really hurts the the variety, or in the sense that Dave gets into a rhythm. He gets he gets into this, you know, hey, I got these uh, eight songs in the, the first set, and he kind of figures out this flow, and it really restricts the creativity that the set with the set lists, um, you know, with the order of songs and what gets played in what set, and that kind of thing. I think that's the only—that's the major downside of the two sets. I think the two sets brings a lot of other good things. Another downside is it really hurts on tailgating, which hey, you know what—that's part of it too. Um, hey, you know, I like to get a little tailgating in, and some of the lots are not opening with enough time to get your tailgate in and get to the show. Um, but that, that would be my, my thing, I guess. Even though I had, I really liked the one set in Europe, and we had the two sets here in America, and looking into the new year, you know, if I'm cool with the two sets, if there's any way to overcome. You know the lack of set position creativity that it creates.
0: Um, I could not agree more with that if I possibly tried. Um, I think that's exactly it. It's you know it's it's the lack of creativity that kind of made the set lists. I don't want to say stale because I think that they actually did a better job in 2015 than they did in 2014. I thought 2014 got really redundant um however i would think i would prefer to go back to one set unless as you said there would be a major tweak to it
1: i'm okay with that i uh, um again to echo jake all really good points by you joe with the, the tailgating especially is a good point um which as we know for people who have traveled around followed the band around tailgating is one of the coolest experiences of a dmb show Summer. Um, yeah it's just great Um, I you know it's weird. Now I'm trying to think. Geez, what's a what's a one set show sound like? It's been you know it's been a couple years now, a couple tour cycles, so it's almost foreign to me at this point. Um, I would not mind them going back to one set. To probably again to your point, Joe, that with one set they do get into a groove, but it's not as firm or narrow of a groove. You've got again you've got two sets. That one eight set eight song set is seems to be very predictable and narrow where if you go back to one set you might have you know still a narrow set of songs but it's a much wider lane you've got 20 to 23 s- slots essentially for for uh rigor mortis to set in sometimes by the end of the tour right but it's it still gives you a wider berth where you've got set one eight songs and they probably might play eight songs out of a list of 15 or so um So unless they can stretch that out, I
2: wouldn't mind going back to one set. I think they have some major hurdles, though, if they want to now make that transition from two sets to one set. I mean, I feel like fans have gotten used to the two set, and you get a good amount of music. I think we've kind of figured out it's not necessarily that much more music play-wise, but they kind of got used to it, and now you go down to one set, For the same ticket price, and you know, like you still want to get the same draw, it's like okay. If you're going to do that, what are you backfilling? You better have a pretty good opener. If you know you're going to take away uh, one of the DMB sets, you know, if um, if you're going to keep people kind of still interested and. I was going to two sets, and now they're only playing one set. Eh, I saw two sets, so I think they have to overcome that somehow if they're going to try to make it to one, and I'm not sure how they're going to do that. And I think that have that challenge. Another one, from a business standpoint, I don't know if this actually happens or not, but two sets is the best business idea a venue could ever have, and I think we might have talked about this in past podcasts, but getting... 30 people 30,000 people or you know or a little less for smaller venues, say you know 12 or 15. Uh, getting them all in the door early in the night to start spending money, that's awesome for the set one. They're all in there most of the time they skip the opener and then to give them a 30 minute break where they all go into the concession stands again, that's a huge dollar draw and I, I would have to think that there's there's got to be some some business side of that that hey we you know to the band, you bring two sets. And all this extra, you know, concession money that comes from doing two sets, um, you know, there's got to be some incentive in them to keep that format. I don't know if that actually happens, but I would, I mean, it's making big bucks for the venues. And now you're going to pull that away and say, oh, we're going to go back to one set and all that revenue has gone. You know, how venues, I don't know, maybe they charge more to the band than, I don't know. But I think those things they have to overcome if they're going to move from two sets to one set again. In 2015, the summer tour, uh, the Dave Matthews band, according to the
0: antsmarching.org tour central stats, played 116 different songs. In 2013, the last year of um, the one set, they played the band played 117 songs. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it is a misnomer that you get a little different variety i have in the the um extra set in there it seems hmm. interesting
2: yeah it didn't really doesn't really doesn't really doesn't really change anything i like i you know like i said I, i'm i'm good with it you know it, it, good to keep it fresh though you know i think if they can get out of, they can get some creativity in both the sets which it seems they did better with and um you know you know, if there's some way that lots could open up early for tailgating, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think the band probably really likes having a, an extended break in there just given, you know, it takes a lot to play, you know, this amount of music and to be on stage playing that long. They they probably don't mind the uh, the break themselves. So I don't know. If I, I mean, I guess if we put our money down, what do you, regardless of what our preference is, you know, which what we want, to, want it to be, what do you think if you're a betting man? What do you think um, 2016 summer tour is going to bring? One set or two sets? Two Jake? sets. Oh, there you go, straight Ooh, out oh, the I gate, right in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> two sets. I'm going to step on Jake on that one. Two sets mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Well, I'm going to echo you because I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be two sets. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. I think you know it's this not a complaint, but it's just an observation. I think as this band ages, you start to see less risk being taken, and that's across the board. And uh, I think comfort with a format for the concert now i i, I was I, we talked about this last year i was i person. i believe I, boy it'd be funny if somebody went back and said no you said exactly the opposite but i believe i believe that i said that they'd go back to one set it would be a one and done kind of tour thing for the two sets mm-hmm. so i remember being surprised when they came out with the um, second year in a row now mm-hmm. i think that's pattern has been established and they're going to stick with this
2: now what what when you were surprised last year was actually this time last year when on um, New Year's Day, the band sent out an email and said, you know, tour dates coming soon, hashtag DB two, two, two sets. And um, everyone was like, wow, they're bringing back two sets again. And it was a big shock because I think some people thought it was just a, a one and done. Yeah. Um, this year, the email comes out. It does not say anything about two steps. So does that change what you think might be happening in the year, or do you think that has nothing to do with it? Nothing to do with it. <laughs> I agree. I don't. I just think it's it's just the way somebody wrote it. Yeah, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> well, if you, you think you might want to mention that, I mean, I still actually have a problem with two sets. The name, like, right? I, we we've kind of just come to terms with what that what that means, but. I think it's still false advertising. It's not really two sets. It's more of one point five. Yeah, it's an <laughs> acoustic set and a acoustic set and a, a shorter electric set. You know, that's the height. <laughs> one nice set it, split it. into two sections. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that just doesn't set, have the ring
1: and the hashtag. <laughs>
2: yeah, so it's true. is isn't really as uh, as accurate as I would probably think, but I guess it's just we're accepting of it at this time. <laughs>
1: Well, I that about does it for the first segment. Joe, I think we're gonna I wanna dive in deeper in a future podcast of, of your trip. In fact, the notebook you took of all of your interviews with um fans, the poor Europeans, so you just accosting them, this American, like tell me what you think. <laughs> I do wanna go through that though at a later date. So I wanna I wanna table that for now. We'll we'll take a break and we'll come back in segment two, and we'll talk about um, the upcoming tour, um, what we what we foresee to be um, some likely spots, the trends in attendance, things like that, things of that nature. For you, Riley Martin fans, rest in peace, Riley. But um, we'll take a little quick break here, and we'll be back just in a minute. Here, hang with us.
3: Thank you all very much.
1: Welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Matt. I still am Matt. I'm still here with Jake and Joe. Uh, there's I'm still noise Joe. in Jake's background. So, uh, welcome to those who are listening to Romper Room. The fourth, the fourth, the fourth member of the podcast, fourth podcast staffer. Yeah.
0: I, I don't hear a thing. I don't know what you guys are. That's because you're senile and deaf. Oh my gosh. Jeez. (laughs) pent up. A
1: little pent up there. How's that warm milk tasting right now? Come on. Have another Coors
0: Light there, big spender. Jeez.
1: Enjoy your your Desinex diaper boy. (laughs) What are you drinking? (laughs) Are you drinking Coors Cutter instead? Coors Banquet, right? (laughs) So uh, we've got a lot. So in case anybody doesn't know, a little behind-the-scenes information here. We share a Google Doc. Uh, for the uh, for each podcast, we kind of take notes and we can we can edit the notes and edit our agenda on the podcast as as we go on the fly to kind of um, go with what we want to talk about. And in segment two here, there are a whole lot of numbers, a lot of dollar signs. So I figured Joanne was about part of that, but uh, <laughs> just a lot of numbers and stats here. And I don't know what any of it means. And I asked about it before we jumped on the record button, and I was told, "Shut up." Just ask about it on the podcast and we'll go through it then. So that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. So, Jake, take it away.
0: Well, basically, there's a thread on um, on the main site uh, at, at Ants, and it's called the name of the uh, thread is called 2015 DMB Attendance and Gross Figures. <clears throat> and it is exactly what it sounds like. It just tells you what the attendance was for each uh, venue. For, for example, I'm just going to look at can, one.
1: Can I ask where it came from?
0: Um, Whatever it's, uh, probably a cut and paste from whoever lists it. That, that's, um, yeah, that's
1: I mean, a leak, right? That's not public information, typically, right? No, it's it's public information. Oh, okay. No, it's
2: not, it's not, well, it's not necessarily public information. No, we, this isn't the first time, right? So, we've had this for past tours. Polestar, you know, it's just like a, an industry, you know, uh, kind of like what's the one that does it for TV that serves And I I can't oh, really Nielsen? Think of it. Nielsen, yeah, Nielsen, uh, same kind of thing, but they do it for concerts. And, you know, people in the industry can actually pay and buy this data. Sometimes Polestar will actually release it on their, their website. And they're not the only ones that c- compile this data, but it's that kind of thing. And in the past, um, we've had some people that work in the record industry um, that just have pulled the data and posted it to the forums so that we can see it. And I'm not sure if that's what's happened this year or what, what the actual source is, but, um, you know, that's, that's what, how it's been in the past. So it's
0: publicly Private ish information.
2: There you go. Yes. Cool. Yes. Cool, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, j- just for an example, um, just to give you an idea how to read it, I'm just going to look at a random site that I just went down to. It's, it's actually this is number twelve. If you were list- looking at the big list of them, uh, it's Jiffy Lube Live, which is Bristol, Virginia, right outside of uh, Washington D.C. Uh, the venue holds 22,000 people. Um, the attendance for the Dave Matthews Band show was 18,263. Um, the next number would be the number of shows and the number of sellouts. So they played one show. It did not sell out. And then it lists the ticket price and it tells you the gross revenue that came in and who sponsored it. Just to Wait give more. you an idea if, if you're looking through. So, so that's, go uh, ahead.
1: I, I don't want to jump ahead, Jake. If I if this is too far looking ahead, tell me and we'll, and we'll get around to it. But I'm seeing a lot of one slash zeros and two slash zeros, right? Yes, correct. Take that. In your mind, and apply that to this list that you've seen five, six, seven years ago.
0: Are a lot of those fractions more even back then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean the 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 band sold out two shows this year. They sold out um, Tuscaloosa. Uh, Actually, let me correct that. They sold out.
1: You're right.
0: They sold out Tuscaloosa. It looks like um, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers, and it looks like they sold out night two in West Palm Beach, right. as I'm looking at it. Um, now, though,
2: now, some, now, something to note about that, though, that that is what they would consider an uh, official sellout. Um, but some of these that are listed as a zero are actually "quote unquote" box office sellouts, and you'll see you'll see on there. You know, like, just take um, Mansfield, for instance. I wanted to go to Mansfield, and there was no tickets to Mansfield. The t- Mansfield ticket was impossible to find. It was gone way early, right? Mansfield listed on there says it was not a sell- not an official sellout. The attendance was 19,666 out of at a possible attendance of 19,900. So oh, wow. less less than 300 tickets short. The thing is... Those things those, – there was no tickets at the box office. There was no tickets to go buy on the website. It, it was sold out box office-wise, but officially there were some tickets held, or I'm not sure. This happens uh, – this has happened in past years too. It's not just the data, this year's data, but that sellout number isn't necessarily <laughs> you know, yeah. full yeah. thing. Let's You'll see a number f- of these shows that were really – there was no way to get – there. Were tickets were gone. Yeah, you've
1: got Jones Beast that missed the sellout by 97 tickets, and yeah. it still yeah, gets to zero.
2: It still gets zero, but it was a sellout. You wouldn't have been able. To, you no, couldn't of course. Buy a ticket. Of course. It's so, so, Atlanta. You know,
0: Atlanta was the same way. Atlanta sold out the lawn, and there were three twenty-eight. Yeah, you know that was what they said was left inside. And that there was not that many left inside yeah. in the seats. So, so
2: keep that in mind. But regardless, you know there there definitely is a, a trend going on. I think right. Well,
0: yeah, and and that's another thing that um, someone put together, and I I, I want to say. It was our, our moderator, Matthew. If it wasn't, I'm going to give him credit for it anyway. But um, somebody just took a look at the numbers from 2014 to 2015 just to kind of see how you could compare the two sets, the the two tours that were two sets. Um, and, and almost every one of them is down from 2014 to 2015. 2015 is less in attendance. For example, um, uh, Deer Creek, uh, there was a little over almost 42,000 um, in
2: 2014, there was just a hair under 41,000. Down, down one thousand. Down one thousand. Okay, I mean down one thousand. That's all right. Out of forty thousand. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, I think it's very small. But a thousand is a thousand. A thousand
0: at seventy-five dollars a ticket. A thousand is seventy-five times a thousand,
2: which oh yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it could be the it could happen that in Indianapolis that, that the 2015 weekend. Happened to be the pottery festival, and a whole bunch of people went to the pottery festival because it was on the same day as DMB concerts, so they couldn't go.
0: Oh, absolutely, and, and there's and there's examples of that if you look from from uh, from year to year too. Like um, Charlotte went up from thirteen thousand in twenty fourteen to seventeen thousand, while Charlotte was on a weekend uh, in twenty fifteen. So you know, they, there's more to it than just looking at raw numbers. You can't right. you can't necessarily say. This and that. I mean, were there less people? Yeah, there were. I mean, that's that's the way it is. That's what the numbers say. Um, right. c- can you read something in depth to it? Well, I, I don't know. You tell me, Matt. You tell me. Is there something in this in the numbers that uh, is telling?
2: <clears throat> well, I, I, let's. I would like to call out like just maybe some. If you if we're looking at this list, which ones like aren't stick out as interesting? I think you know, Spac went from forty two thousand in two thousand fourteen up to, you know, uh, 43600 right? So went up an extra, what, uh, 1600 That was moving from very early in the summer to, like, midsummer. It was a holiday, so maybe that um, throws it off. It went up, but maybe I would have actually expected that to go up higher. Being but that, that was the Bella Fleck uh, announcement, oh, Bella too. Oh, Bella Fleck, too, that's right, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I probably would have expected that. It went up, but I probably would have expected that to go up higher. I'm looking at any of these. I mean, Dallas really shocking to me, and I'm not really sure why. I don't if this. I don't have to think about the specifics, but it went from seventeen thousand in 2014 down to under fourteen thousand. So that's a huge jump down, and I'm not really sure what might have caused that. Well, if the date, if it's a weekend thing or not, but that's a huge,
1: huge drop. I know we're kind of looking at the micro aspect of things, and I think there's value in that for sure. From a macro standpoint, I think it's pretty simple. The fan base is aging, uh, for sure. The the crash is not in the radio anymore. Um, You know, too much is not in the radio anymore. And the band's just not putting out uh, all-time classic stuff like they were in the 90s. I mean, what would you say? Ants Marching, things like that. Not to say the music's not good. It's just not the same. And we're in a different era for music, too. That being said, I... Definitely, I'm not hoping they put out an auto-tune piece of shit single like every other top 40 band is. Don't get me wrong. Good music is not appreciated, by and large, on the radio anymore. Where, you know, 20 short years ago, it was um, when the band really built their their fan base up. So I just think you're seeing the fact that, you know, the fan base is getting older. We're all getting older. Jake is really getting older. (laughs) And we just, just can't make as many shows. And I think when you put that out there in the general pool of things, the average comes down naturally. Would you agree?
0: I I, I would agree. I I don't think... I I know a lot of people are are making this out to the sky is falling. You know, oh my God, they're going to be playing, you know, the smallest venues on the face of the earth coming up. So they're going to be playing like the shows Joe just saw in Europe. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Um, I, I think that it's entirely possible that you're going to see more smaller venues, um, like, uh, for example, Tuscaloosa was, what, 7,000 it held or something like that. You might see more things like that, but I don't think it's anything to panic I, over. I, no, I think it's
1: impressive even even more so that the numbers that we're looking at are probably... I know we talked about the hardcores. Um, I don't think you necessarily even need to be a hardcore Dave Matthews band fan to see them every year, two nights at SPAC, right? I mean, those aren't, those aren't diehard hardcores, follow the band around, but you're going to get them two nights a year at Saratoga every year, no matter what. And I think that speaks a lot to the band's fan base, where you look at somebody like a Rolling Stones or, you know, a two, these bands that tour and, and still draw massive crowds. um, You're going to see that for the, for the entire length of Dave Matthews band's career. I think you're going to see a dip because you're not bringing in a lot of new fans, just based on uh, the pattern of modern music. But you, you, the fact that they're holding on to tens of thousands of lifelong fans at every venue they go to is also impressive. They're not. There's no cliff that they're falling off. Sure, there's a little bit of a decline, but you're not seeing a drop off like like a you know cliff. And I think that's yeah. impressive.
2: I think that's a huge point. The, looking at these there is not a significant. There's a lot that are a thousand or whatever and as Jake said, yeah, a thousand is a thousand. But as much of the stuff that we kind of talk about on the podcasts and the things that, you know, you know they're doing, you know, not releasing albums, you know, thi- you know, it, they're they're doing a lot of things that you would think could really be driving people away. And maybe the numbers went down a little bit, but clearly not. They're not people aren't even driven away. There's still a ton of people going to these shows, and they're not. There's like you said, there's not a cliff. Um, it's, it's 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 amazing the draw that they can that they can bring just consistently, even without having to put in, you know, new, put out the new music without having to really change or get too much more creative in their set list or do anything gimmicky or you know any of that kind of stuff. they still there's People are still coming out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of are on the same boat here. Uh, is there a drop? Yeah, is it a big deal? Not really. Um, it's 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 just not. You know, the, the only thing that I think would be kind of I don't know, kind of interesting is 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 kind of what Matt was saying. You know, you can always get people to show up at at the big destination venues like Spac. Um, you know, Spac went up like you said a couple thousand. Maybe it should have gone up more. I think as long as the destination places do okay, the band's going to be okay. SPAC did okay. Uh, looks like Gorge did okay. So, you
2: yeah. know. Which well, I, I think is a point because I actually think the, the thing, that the pressure they have is the fans, as Matt mentioned, get older, probably traveling a lot less. And, um, you know, families and all, all that good stuff, you know, they can't go... To the as many shows or travel, they can go to the. They're going to go to the hometown shows. Wouldn't miss them, you know. Wouldn't miss the hometown show. But you know, you're not going to have that traveling base maybe as much as you did in the past, and that's going to kind of hurt the numbers. But um, they've still been able to. They've still been able to hold it. I think what's interesting you mentioned that you know that um, where, where was the small uh, seven thousand amphitheater was at um, Tuscaloosa. 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 You know, I mean, it's interesting is they made more money at Tuscaloosa with only you know seventy eight hundred people. Than they did at um, in St. Louis. There was um, no where, GA tier. There's no what? There's no GA tier. There's no GA tier. They don't sell oh, a forty dollar uh, ticket at that show. There you go. There you go. That's what, and that that would be why. I was thinking maybe it was. Uh, you know, so what Matt is saying is they only had the eighty five and seventy five dollar. They didn't have the you know the lawn forty dollar ticket, um, and so they were able to get bring in the same amount of money with. A lot um a lot smaller attendance, I was thinking maybe um you know the smaller venues, smaller fees, and they can actually you know keep their it, keep it do- the revenue up it doesn't speak to the
1: possibility, like you said, with families getting older, it certainly can limit your time. it doesn't necessarily speak to that because if i if I have a family and I can't make it to a concert, I don't care if the ticket's twenty dollars or two hundred dollars, I can't make it to that concert, but I do think it's it, it should not be glossed over that it does make a big difference. And the overall scheme of things, I think that the band keeps their tickets relatively um, fairly priced. I think if you start seeing 150, 175, you're going to see those numbers drop off quite significantly.
2: I mean, they got that, though. They have the VIP, and people are buying those things up. Well, VIP tickets sell out. How many are we talking here? I think yeah, they grow each. I think they're growing it each year. I don't yeah. think they'll. I don't think they'll say that. But the whole center section of the gorge, the whole center section of, that, and, uh, I know Pittsburgh. And a lot of the pavilions, it's all VIP and tickets. I, there, there's argue, nobody else other than VIP tickets. I'm going to
1: argue the VIPs are corporate or hardcore, hardcore, hardcore fans. Where it's not going to matter. Okay, or or um, high rollers. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: They are, but and, and but all the good the, the, the prime seats are gone for the casual fan. You got to pay two fifty or more to get those. Okay,
1: seats. Joe. I, I know this is the perfect. You're the perfect person to ask this question to. Sorry, Dave Matthews Band tickets are one hundred and forty five dollars next season, next tour. Okay. How many shows are you going to? Half? Not as many? All of them? <sighs> more than they play? no if anybody if anybody can if i know anybody of my friends who who looks at the value of a dollar and is it worth it you do so i this is a really good question i I, I
2: do and that is that is very true Uh, and anything else i would say yes that the the problem i have is dmb to me now is traveling to see new cities and seeing friends that i only get to see one that's 60
1: dollars a night that you don't have to spend on going out and meeting friends, or staying at a nicer hotel, or traveling there. Sixty dollars
2: a show. I, it would. It would. What would happen is if my friends stop going to the, to shows, right? If um, all there my friends go. stop going to Indianapolis, I'm not going to go to Indianapolis. Exactly. We're, we're going to find something else to go. We're going to still get together. We're just going to go do it. Uh, a wine weekend. We're going to go do something right, else. Right. Instead of go to a DB so show.
1: eighteen thousand attendance number. Now all of a sudden. Maybe it's seventeen thousand nine ninety nine with you, but the four people that you're going to go with say, you know what, the hell with it too, and that's five people, and yeah. then it, you know, and it cascades from there,
2: right? So I bet they're I, I still, still sell, they're selling them. They're selling at the, the two fifty a ticket VIPs now. Uh-huh. That I don't think they can. I agree, they're not going to be able to do that across everything. But I think if they make even more of the venue that people are still, you know, the, they're still untapped VIP. I think I don't think they're not selling VIPs. Let's I think put they, it this they, way
1: a band that sells the number of records they do that set the number of records they have that yeah. gets the number of people at their concerts that they do i am very happy with the with the with the ticket pricing that they've
0: maintained agreed yeah so just let's just do a little hypothetical um let's just say the band comes out and they're going to be making we're recording this on Sunday the 10th of January we're anticipating tour announcements the next week or the week
2: after, so the week of the 11th or the week of the 18th. Jake um, and I have a little side bet. I think it's going to be this coming week. Jake's got a side bet for the next week, so we'll that, see it's right. No, I actually agree with you. I think it's coming next week. I just said oh, that cool. the, the rumor is that it's coming
0: on the 19th, but regardless. Um, so if they come out with an announcement and say, hey, guess what? We're going to do one set, and we're going to kind of get back to our Roots 3.0, We're not going to have any um, female singers off to the side. Is that going to make a positive impact on tickets or a negative impact on tickets?
2: Are there are are there marquee openers? Sure, cool in the gang.
1: (laughs) How are you going to do a marquee
0: opener when you have two sets?
2: Oh, I thought you said one set. Sorry, I made a mistake. Oh, you did. I'm sorry, I missed that
0: part. Yeah, just say one set and essentially no guests, quote-unquote,
2: which is basically saying no ladies. Right. I mean, even uh, last year was the year of guests, and there were three guests, so I don't you know, know. You know,
1: that's, that's a good point, though, because I think guests – I was gonna, I was thinking about it earlier. Uh, no offense. We've had – yes, not across the board, but I think in general the guests have been bo- poor. My first show in 2000 was Ozo Motley and Macy Gray. That's awesome. That's an awesome opener. We love Macy Gray.
0: Mm-hmm. Macy Gray's awful. <laughs> oh, are you She's kidding
1: just me? The worst. Oh, see, no, there's a lot. Listen, you want your beatnik, uh, you know, hippie patchouli band? There's a, there are a diamond dozen in this scene. Wait, they're opening this year? Right, but I mean, you can't deny that that'd be an interesting opener to see Ozo and then Macy Gray.
2: I, I, it, it, better than maybe some of the stuff we had, yes. I, 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 even as much as, you know, they're uh, basically great. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I,
0: I saw Beck and Benfolds 5, so I mean. Yeah, you know, exactly though. Great point. That was, that. You know, I you know, I saw, you know, I was in Tampa and I saw Brantford Marsalis. and she was in West Palm Beach too, so I can't say anything bad about the guests that I saw this year um, just because I saw Brantford Marsalis and he was fantastic you know
1: brandy was cool last year at, at at the gorge
0: yeah so you know there's there's but i mean i i don't know what i don't I can't imagine sitting there going well i wasn't gonna go to the uh, dmb show but uh you know i heard there's gonna be
2: guests so i'm gonna yeah show and i was you just know, like, thinking about it too is like i'm thinking about i'm sitting in the i'm sitting in the lots tailgating who is gonna get me to leave the lots early
1: there's a lot of bands though joel it's like Dave Matthews Band is always typically, at least since the stadium tours have been. Let's bring along our little label friends, and that's fine. But I saw Foo Fighters open for the Chili Peppers. Come on, do something like that, you know. Get, but, the, get, but they were playing
2: stadiums.
1: No, they were playing Pepsi Arena in Albany. It was sixteen thousand people. Play. <laughs> I mean, put 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 a B list band on there. Don't give me a D list. Don't give me Kathy Griffin. Give me, uh, you know, Aaron Paul. That was out of nowhere. I'm
2: sorry. I just... Yeah. I, I just... I think anybody else would just do their own headline tour. I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean... So, I guess, Jake, your question was... What was your what, question again? Would well, we buy tickets or would I still... What, what was it?
0: Will that have a positive
2: impact <laughs> on attendance? <laughs> sorry. On attendance? Well, um, no. I don't see it. I mean... It,
0: it will have I, no effect essentially
2: i mean i think they have a challenge i think i think i think it doesn't stop the small trend we see we, we i think we kind of agree it's no cliff trend going down it's a small gradual and nothing nothing surprising i don't think i don't think it causes it to go up i don't think it causes it to stay flat i think it just continues on the trend matt okay
0: what was the question again <laughs> a train leaves Amsterdam oh. at 6 p.m.
1: Joe starts running alongside of it to the. There's next clearly a Dave Matthews Band show tomorrow night. <laughs> Basically,
0: is there anything outside of saying great news, everybody? Gandhi is going to appear. Oh, on oh, the harp. oh!
1: Well, the, well, a tour attendance increase with a standard opener and no ladies announcement.
2: Right. Yes. Now, it won't it won't move the needle significantly. No. That's kind of what I'm saying too. Yeah, you think that too, Jane? The other, thing, the one other thing, just a note that we're not really covering is: hey, we're looking at attendance, fourteen to fifteen. But the one thing we're not looking at is the band is actually dropping nights. And you know, back in the day, Columbus used to get two shows. Um, back in the day, Pittsburgh used to Mansfield, Boston used to get two shows. The last couple of years, only one show. I don't, I don't get why Hartford, which has been like a one of the major locations always had two shows, always big draws. Down to one show last year, they're ac- they're actually dropping shows, which is um which is a little bit concerning. The only
1: rub on that is, I would say, Hart- Hartford is a total shithole and it deserves no shows. <laughs> but other than that, yes, I see well, your it point. It gets
2: good shows though; they do.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I something has to bring up the fucking mood in that town. Pardon my language. <laughs>
0: it's Hartford. It's, what a, it's a hole. Ever since the whale left, it just hasn't been the same. That's, that's the problem. But you <laughs> know what's Bonanza. interesting is is that there seems to be a, um, a shift to um, the south and, and even you could say the deep south uh, as far as shows. So whereas Hartford's lost some shows and, and, and Mansfield's lost some shows, all of a sudden you've got right outside Memphis picking up a show. You have Tuscaloosa, which is essentially the Birmingham Tuscaloosa market. Um, you know, you have um, Rogers, Arkansas, and who the hell knows where Arkansas Rogers is in Arkansas. But you know, you you get some of those deep south. So it's kind of interesting how I I don't know if it's I don't yeah, know if it's at the fan base or or, or yeah. what it is,
2: or they're just saying, hey, it's we're going to keep roughly the same our shows, but we're going to have to take them from these so that we can hit more places that we're normally normally having to miss. Right, and and you know they've. They, They've played some shows like some, some,
0: like in Nebraska. They've played, you know, like a couple shows there. Um, and it doesn't come up very often. So I always kind of wonder, you know, how that pops up essentially. You know, how do they go, hey, you know what? Let's go to Rogers, Arkansas.
2: Yeah. And, and some of that has to do with the, 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 um, the, the, um, the management company signs these kind of deals. I know we've talked about it in the past, to, right? You know, to bring to bring artists to a city, and you know, and so DMB is filling their kind of obligation to bring be a main act that's coming to a city. So some of those I think are attributed to that, but they're definitely adding, a, like you said, a lot in the south that usually didn't get their own date in the past.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, it, it's something that's stuck. out. I mean, there's other places too. You know, Des Moines, Iowa got a show. Uh, St. Paul got a show. But it, it just seems like there seems to be a trend moving toward the deep south. and it's 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 ironic because that's really where the band got their start um actually twenty five years ago um, was kind of going on that college tour of the deep South run where you just kind of go from UVA and make your way all the way down to like Tulane in 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 uh, New Orleans and back up and hit every school in between. And then kind of back that way.
2: yeah, I can't wait. we'll have to um have to bring this up again. When uh, the tour dates are released, and see, see, look at the, just the last few years, and see what this trend, what the next, this next year affects the trend.
1: For sure. Well, with <laughs> that, we'll be uh, take a quick break here. We'll be right back. We'll answer your questions. We'll get out of here, right? Huh? How's everyone feeling?
3: Say Jerusalem breeze bringing me ease From the Brooklyn squeeze dirty Babylon i bring you down to your knees Drag your lion, I can feel it maybe When they come with their disease I drag us into the streets My nice old and you can't take that from me Three thousand years until this last century Impossible to break the seal of the high priest To bring redemption, please I am you, you are me No more leaders we must lead We want to see God in the enemy Oh Lord. all right
1: final segment folks welcome back thanks for hanging with us and thanks for listening to that little ditty whatever it was <laughs> we uh we have a handful of twitter questions we're going to get out of here pretty soon we've got about you know an hour into this and we've had a good time and every time it's like oh we got to record another podcast and i always end up having a good time so jake and joe thank you for dragging me back into this yes we try yeah and um jake i i do hope you're like half price for that Chuck E. cheese ticket really <laughs> i mean honestly
0: I mean, it's it's so late here. It's so cold too. It is like it was like seventy two today. It's it is. You gotta have Andy ridiculous.
1: Griffith on by now at this time of night, don't you? Hmm. I got hee haw on actually. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll, uh, I'll kick off the first uh, the first question um, again. If you guys want to ask us questions on um, Twitter, hashtag Ants Podcast one word. So you hit us with that, and uh, chances are we'll answer your question. You don't do the hashtag and ask us a thousand questions. We won't get to one of them. So. You've been warned. So Andy Weiss. Maybe it's Andy Weiss. If you want to go like brick, 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 There, well, hello there. Is everybody still there? I'm here. My microphone like cut out,
0: it went. Burp, 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 Did you hear my
1: question or not?
0: I heard you say, or Andy vice is it or is it Faye? And then it went burp, okay. Burp, so, burp, burp, so I'll
1: start burp, burp. over again and we'll and I'll just end up cutting that out.
0: Wait, where's Joe? Joe. He just he just texted too and said this is weird or not texted but he did a little. Skype oh, Joe, back.
1: Joe's gone. Hang on, let me drag him back in. All
2: right.
0: Hello. Hey. hey. Joe's Matt there. That was
2: weird. Yeah. That was really That's weird. Cool.
1: My my yeah. microphone power dropped, but yeah,
2: weird. Did you hear yeah. that?
1: Bit 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 bit. <laughs> that was so
2: funny, Matt. It was like looping, like one thing, one word you <laughs> said like over and over again. Anyway. Well, what
1: I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to reread the question and I'll just end up cutting it back yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, Andy Weiss and, and uh, I don't know if this is Andy Weiss, as in Berliner Weiss, you know, my beer my beer nerd stuff kicking in, but Andy Weiss, I believe, asks, Ants, have you all had a chance to listen to Live Tracks thirty six? And if so,
0: what is your favorite run of the show? I really like that show. That was, uh, that was that was that was fun. fun. Yeah, I, I um you know, I, I like the Tampa show overall as a better show. But that live Trek's 36 was a lot of fun. And, and believe it or not, I think, despite all the talk we did about the um, two sets, I think my favorite run is actually the beginning of the show. It's just that little run of Dave Solo stuff right at the beginning with uh, Let You Down and, and uh, Beach Ball was in there. And just that was good. I like that. And you were there, right, uh, Joe?
2: I For was there. I have actually not heard the, um, the recording yet. Um, but you saying that, um, absolutely, I remember saying that actually after the show on the podcast that. Um the acoustic set of night two, which is this is, was just was just awesome. It was really, really good. Beach ball let you down, belly full, oh and I was just really getting into the Dave solo and the Dave and Tim and then, you know, kind of the building it out. Uh, And just the stone is awesome. So I think it's a that 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 beginning run just gets you pumped up. I haven't actually heard the um, song though. I don't know. I I did get some messages from some DMB fans that listened to it that were not at the show. That they thought "Mm, the band wasn't uh, wasn't fully on. They're good good fair share of a mistakes for me something being a live release but um i just remember really enjoying it at the show i still haven't had a chance to listen yet
1: i would agree those first five songs are incredible beach ball let you down belly full O, oh, in the stone uh that's such a fantastic start to a show um i do like the minaret's grave digger middle of the middle of the, uh basically the second set minaret's grave digger don't drink the water and then 41 that's another nice block um if you ask me mm-hmm. agree
0: and a strong it's, ending, too, by the way, of Two Step in Halloween, which is, you know, a nice little one-two punch at the end.
1: And I like so, Sister, too. I know we've talked about it, and I know it grates on a lot of people, but if I'm going to gain E1 Dave Solo kind of thing, I'll take Sister. I'm fine
0: with that. I, I'm still defending it. I will always defend Sister.
2: It's a strong show. It's nice to have something recent, you know. I wish we could actually just get recent shows without it having to be. A live release, um, just more frequently, but um, it's nice to have something nice. Wait, All right. what? what? Wait, what? What? I wish we could get more shows, more of the recent shows, without them having to be a like part of the live tracks release. I like, understand. Okay, sorry, I, I cut <laughs> out a couple. I cut, I cut out a couple words there. I wish <laughs> that the band would just make each show from the tour available. I wish I could subscribe to freaking streaming surface, much like um, Spotify, but for DMV, that I can listen to a tour, a tour recordings a couple days after they happen. Anyway. Yes, yeah. okay. Um, sure. Next question. I'll take this one. Um, Will Sinclair, at Sinclair Will, creative, um, asks, football playoff predictions? Sorry about your Jets, Matt. Hashtag AntsPodcast. Ugh. Well, I appreciate that. I I do. Thank you for the condolences. It was a tough <laughs> one. It was a
1: tough one to eat.
0: You <sighs> know, I, I wish I could lie and say that I I loved every game. And I got every single one of them right. But let me tell you, I think the only one I saw coming was Kansas City. I, I I didn't think Houston had much of a chance. But every other game, I didn't think I didn't think Green Bay could beat Washington. I certainly didn't think Pittsburgh was going to beat Cincinnati. Um, really? That I,
1: was really. Thing- what's wrong with you?
0: I, I just I liked everything that was going on with Cincinnati the way that was lining up, <laughs> um, and you know then you know they had the lead and they you know the, if what's his name Hill doesn't drop the ball with a minute 35 left, they win the game. but you know,
2: a lot of ifs. You know. So who's going really? to win the Super Bowl
0: Arizona and they're playing um, Kansas City.
1: Huh. How's I that? I I pray that Kansas City
0: beats New Orleans. I really hope you're New right. New Orleans? Uh New England. I I think they can. I New England's all sorts of banged up. Their offensive line's a mess. Um they should get um Edelman back, but still yeah. um you know, that's there's a lot of problems going on there. There's a lot of problems.
1: Well, I mean, the frustrating thing for me is and I know we lost to the Bills that would have got us in the playoffs. So the question is did you deserve to be in there? There are a lot of teams in the playoffs that had awful games, so I do believe. And watching the games yesterday and today, it just agonizes. Uh, the Jets would have torn 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 Cincy a new asshole yesterday. It, would have, it was just we'd have destroyed them. And we've outplayed New England now twice this year. We split with them for sure, but even in the game we lost up there in Foxborough, we outplayed them, um, and that was when they were at full strength. Uh, so I I do not fear them at all. And. Watching all four wildcard teams beat the four divisional winners this uh, this weekend. <laughs> if there was ever a year that the Jets could have had a path to the Super Bowl, it was this year. So it hurts extra.
0: It does. And not to rub it into you, Matt, but I actually agree with everything you said there. I, I think the Jets would have made a very deep run yep. into the playoffs had they... Um, not lost to their former
1: coach had they not been in a dog shit conference like the nfc had they not had a win gifted to them like the like the seahawks do almost every year on monday night you know things like that not starting the year one and five certainly helped the seahawks get in
0: right i mean you know that's but that's the way it goes um it is trust me it is (laughs) speaking of uh will sinclair he had another question and it actually has to do with um the dmb live series Thoughts on the DMB Live series going to 1998. Love the selection. Just sad it wasn't better quality. Oh, got to end it with a down note there, Will. Why? Let's stay positive. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag Ants Podcast. Um, The the DMB Live series, I know we go over this like every time, but it's two tracks. It's Dave's voice on one track, the entire band on another track. Um, That's why they're a little bit different. They're usually recordings from 1995 and earlier However, this is one from 1998, and it's a fantastic show. It's from 11:30, uh, 98 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you don't down- if you don't have the show, you should download it. It's really good. And there's also a nice little JTR tease in there, a year before JTR actually popped up. Kind of gives you a feel of how songs come together for Dave. So why was um, this a
2: 98 that it was only a two track?
0: Um, they mentioned something about that in the release. Um, and if you give me two seconds, and if I talk really, really slowly... This particular
2: fall 1998 performance only exists as a two-track board mix, but the musical prowess and the energy of the evening still shine through. And great Correct. sound, it's captured, so it doesn't really say.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, something's wrong with the multi-track. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that's 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 you know fancy speak for something's wrong. So, you know, who knows what it could be, but, you know, that's... You know, it's it's a machine recording something and, and, you know, machines go bad. You know, you could be doing a podcast and all of a sudden the microphone could go. Who knows? <laughs> very nice. Uh, but I will say I'm very happy with uh, a 1998 release in there. I would love to see some later stuff in there, too. Uh, I'm OK with the two track. I actually thought the show sounded pretty good. But what do I know? Um, so that's just me. Huh,
2: interesting. Yeah, they've been they've been stick, keeping up with re, uh, releases, which um which has been nice. It hasn't uh, hasn't fallen along the uh, the side.
0: No, they they should be due for another one pretty soon. Actually, what are we? So it'd be thirty seven. So thirty seven should be coming soon. Oh, you're,
2: but you're you switching subjects to uh, live tracks?
0: Yeah, I think I I mean it seems like uh, the, the last one DMB live got released with live tracks. Um, they did that oh, earlier, oh. and and cool. I I'm just kind of wondering if they're going to go in that same direction again. It seemed like it went over really well because it gives you the chance to order the live tracks, and then while you're waiting, you can go ahead and download that DMB live immediately and listen to that for you know a couple of weeks until the, your live tracks comes in.
1: That is pretty sweet. Speaking like- of live shows, um, just so you know, we, uh, in case you're not aware, you probably are if you're listening to the podcast, but we have a pretty extensive torrent tracker. Um, we've got over... Um, well, let's see. We've got over 500 shows available to download right now. Um, and they're all – I'm a, I'm a seed. My personal server is a seed on at least uh, at least one seed on every single one of those shows. So basically, um, you can guarantee that of all the shows we have available, um, it'll be at least one server hosting them. So right now, we've got over 500 shows. We're working to build that catalog up to be as complete as possible. So um, just hit up antsmarching.org downloads or go to the forums and find the download forum. And um, we've got video tutorials on there on how to use BitTorrent if you're unfamiliar. But uh, just wanted to jump in and let you know that you know if you want to listen to some of these live shows, you want to just check out the band's catalog, see how they've progressed over the years. Check out our downloads because we've
2: got a ton of them. Indeedly do. Yeah, Ooh,
1: there you
2: go. Like it, Matt? You, you want to throw to... out a question? You want me to? You want me to go?
1: Go ahead, Joe. I don't th- I think you've uh, had a chance to play yet. No, I did. I had
2: the Jets one. That was my favorite. Oh, that was my favorite one of them all. Uh, well, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see here um okay well will sinclair actually had another question uh Sinc- at sinclair will will thanks for getting your tweets in uh europe he says europe show on 10 17 i have to think about which one that was uh featured to- too many radio songs did it seem like all of europe was just a best of tour question mark hashtag ants podcast so ten seventeen fifteen. 15. Was... I just clicked on the wrong button. This is the fun part. We all have to click on buttons and stall. I should know this.
0: Oh, yes. The great show in uh, Milan, Italy.
2: Italy. I, well, um, I know I kind of mentioned already, just to answer the second part of the question, that... You know, yes, the set lists were very much kind of almost like a best of or hits or the popular ones. Um, not not a lot of diversity in pulling out old ones or anything like that. Except when I remembered the I remembered um remembered the fan's name Andy. Sorry, Andy, I forgot your name. But Andy's the one that would uh, was uh, holding up like Sugar Will signs and uh, helping bring a majority of the songs that did come back. Um, but there were still it, even though they were like that, it was still a blast. It was still really fun. And I, I actually hadn't didn't really care that there weren't any older songs. Now, specifically to the Milan show, I don't know if you have any input, Jake.
0: Well, I was just gonna ask Matt, on a scale of jumping off sides to Blair Walsh just missed a twenty seven yard field goal to win the game. If you fly all the way over to Milan and they open with Loving Wings, how mad are you? I'm pretty mad. And, my, <laughs> and, and by default, my answer,
1: I was, before you said that, I was going to say, look, I'm not, me flying over anywhere is my decision. And I would never base my happiness on what they played unless they played Loving Wings. Unless they <laughs> played Loving Wings. That, that, yeah. that's, that is the, the bridge not crossed
2: oh what about and, and and if it opened for it would you would you stay for the rest of the show no i'd take a quick piss i'll tell you that it'd be
1: an early one you're <laughs> early one <laughs>
2: uh, hey you asked yeah but yeah i mean the the show for those you know just listening to the pod i mean had loving wings and then you know for radio favorites you know satellite funny the way it is um uh, crash into me crush so much to say too much and the space between it was definitely the, the radio singles gray street also another single that was on there definitely full of the singles
0: yeah um matt you want to do the last one or you want to save that one
1: i'll go ahead i'll do it uh cindy Sekula asks us uh hi will you each please rank the 2015 shows you attended and give the reason
0: for the top pick Jeez, Joe, you've got too many shows, so I'll go first. Um, I'll just say, uh, I, you know, I really, I like the Tampa show a lot. Um, generally speaking, seeing a guest isn't something that would um, be a, a driving force for me. But uh, seeing Branford um, perform, Branford Marsalis, was, was outstanding. Uh, the Tampa show was one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. So I actually think that the Tampa show was probably the best show of the tour.
2: Yeah, I was very jealous of that that Bradford. I did not get Bradford and really would have liked him. Matt, what about you? You got your uh, you got your little run? Uh did you have a favorite of the night? So
1: the, the uh night three of the gorge this past
2: year. Um night two being the general turd that it was. Um there was the crazy wind, and they had to end it early. So, I mean, I, yeah, I guess it could still. Uh, it doesn't ma- stop it from being the, as you call, a general turd. It, right? it, they had things against it. It was a whole
1: lot more than just the
2: encore, no question.
1: Yeah. Um, the third night, I was I was extremely happy. The death on the Side, high seas opener. You had that tribute, an angel from Montgomery. That was you don't see that happen at shows. I mean, that was something really special, um, especially given the fact that that we know we know who you know that the backstory on that was nice um, just to see that happen. And, and this is a show that got loving wings, by the way, and I'm willing to gloss over that. Uh, I still gave it a negative red arrow on the show flow for sure. And if I could give it two, I would, but we got Raven, we got captain pig. Uh, you know, I like why I am with say goodbye. Um, best of what's around Rapunzel. I mean, it was a, it was a good show. I I really enjoyed it. Um, again, not, not, I'm, you know, what do I have to say about this? I saw three shows all year and they were all at the gorge, so it's probably not not the question not the answer you're looking for when you ask the question, but it's it still remains. Three shows at the gorge and in night three was my favorite.
2: No, I think that's very valid. I, yeah. I don't I don't know what mine would be. Um I, I do I know it's very easy to put the bottom. Um and while Gorge Night Two was near the bottom, I actually think Austin, Texas, tour opener was was of the ones that I attended, my my least favorite. Just uh, just didn't deliver, and uh, band was not on. Set was too similar to last year. Um, it was a, it was a it was a letdown. So you know if I if I had to get if I had to say you know you know what what's going to be my my top one, mm, I think it's gotta be what night one of uh, indie. Um, And literally get let you down out Uh, of nowhere. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just was unexpected. Second song in, it it just makes it just puts the mood of this the show. They ended with they end with pig, you know, which is a nice little thing. Get minarets, get the stone, which is just awesome, you know. So. You know, you got, hey, you got. I did it. You and me and old Dirty Hill too. Uh, you know, I did it had not been played. Uh, I don't know when the last time I did it had been played. I think it was a long time. What's Maybe I'm wrong on that. For
0: that? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and then <laughs> it hadn't
2: been played for five years. I'm all about. I, I can't be. I can't be a hypocrite. I'm all about getting diversity. And if the diversity means I get I did it, I'm happy Let with me that. Let put it to you this way, Joe,
1: in terms you might understand. Sometimes. When I fart, it's more than that. And it happens once every five years. It doesn't mean I enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Jake, you know what I'm talking about. You know... Probably a little more frequent, though, for
0: you. I can't believe I'm going to defend this. But, you
1: know... Go on. You're on my side on this. No.
0: I I mean, you know what? Look, I I don't like I Did It. I, I really... I don't like the album. But, I mean, it's probably the second best song off that album I mean if it wasn't you know if it wasn't with the stupid ladies I, oh. I probably wouldn't care about it oh. um but you know the
2: the ladies ruin everything so um so you wouldn't you wouldn't take the package deal let you down with I did it
0: no mm, oh, I would no I would
2: no wow harsh over here wow I thought mm. I was I thought I went heavy with it I just, yeah, I know. You see, I think I'm gonna start calling him. You
0: know, no, Jake but I, <laughs> I mean, it's just the whole. I mean, the problem with the I did it that is just like I said, it's just the Only ladies once. just destroy everything, though. I mean, that is just rooftop. They're, they're so bad on rooftop. Hunger for the great light. Are you effing kidding me? And then I did it. I mean, that's that's really, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's really bad. So, and like I said, I did, it's not, it's not,
2: it's not terrible. Did I just say that? Did I really just say that? Wow. Okay. Oh, what I I got
1: to say to
0: you. It's it's
2: (laughs) different. It's different. You know, I, I like it when the ladies don't, uh, don't close a set. So they didn't do that, which was nice. They mixed them in early and then a little bit later and they didn't close with them. So
1: it's it's one of those songs that maybe if they slowed it down a little bit and went a little harder into it,
0: like, improvise a little bit more it might be a little cooler live <clears throat> I, I i wonder if i'm i, I have no idea i'm just I, I wonder if there's something from 2010 when they last played it with tim without the ladies if there's something there that has that little more meaner sound i, I i'll be honest with you i don't have all the
2: idea it's memorized well that's actually <laughs> a good that's a good uh segue into a little i where we're thinking about doing um which is for the for everyone on the podcast which is, hey, if we can start doing some of these podcasts um, frequently for you guys, uh, what, what's something we could do while there's not a lot of activity maybe going on, while we're waiting for the tour to start? And the idea there, the idea of it, uh, is, is to uh, have uh, announce a song, uh, the podcast before, um, that we're going to debate the official live releases the band has released of that song, um, and compare... Um, is there a meatier version, as Jake was saying, as I did it, or you know which one just kind of really shines out? So if you happen to have the DMB collection, the DMB discography of all the live releases, think about this: picking the best of the best. Um, that has been officially released by the band. Not necessarily everything that's live, and we may go into that, and there's good, great great stuff, um, you know, fan recordings, but uh, if we just keep it to the DMV, officially released, help you make the um, the ultimate list. And so um, we randomly drew, um, uh, use a random number generator to pick the first song, and hopefully on our next podcast we will be debating Joyride, which Joyride has three... Official uh, live releases, which I should probably bring them up. What they are, well, here. I think
1: you should tweet out about it when we're getting ready for the podcast too, to see if we can get you know team team this release or team that release.
2: There, yeah. there you go. We'll have a poll, and uh, yeah, people can vote, and we can discuss what everybody thinks uh, on the podcast. See what the, the the hot poll thing is, and see if anybody comments uh, via Twitter. And um, but yeah, it looks like uh, and there's also a studio the studio release of Joyride, which isn't on a Album per se, it's on a bonus disc, but it's from the studio, so we'll have to see. Do we like the three live, any of the three live versions, better than the studio, or is this one of the cases where the studio is better than the live? I'm not sure. So um, we got a couple, couple to choose from. So yeah, watch for that. We'll we'll tweet out um, details on it. Get your let's see if we can get some feedback from you guys, and we'll also set up a poll and we'll discuss it on the next podcast. There you go. you, got you have
0: any, it.
1: Got anything to add, Jake? No, I think that'll do it. I'm good. It is way past your bedtime, and I'm really sorry for that, just so you this, know. This is true. <laughs> I really hope uh, your brand muffin and banana tastes good tomorrow morning for breakfast. It's, it's
0: already kicking in.
1: <laughs> sounds like Chuck E.
0: <laughs> Cheese clothes, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, thank you all again for joining us for um, yet another version of An- another episode of Ann's podcast. Uh, welcome to 2016. We're going to hope to... Uh, get on the stick here and stay up with the regular podcast. And like I said, Joe's got a good idea there. We're going to look forward to doing that. And hopefully we'll be talking to you all soon when the uh, tour dates release. So um, nobody else had anything to add. Again, thanks for listening. We uh, we will see you all soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, Tour Central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.